a bunch of anonymous SEC coaches saying Nick Saban will outcoach Michigan in the Rose Bowl. I'm not so sure about that. Plus, Northwestern goes bowling this weekend. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Good to see you again. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. We're going to talk about whether Nick Saban will really outcoach Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and company. Some people think so. I don't think so. Northwestern going bowling against Utah out in Las Vegas. And, of course, we'll have our picks at the end of the program. In the meantime, if you could, real quick, be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, so the Rose Bowl college football playoff semifinal features two storied programs with Michigan and Alabama, and it features two of the biggest coaches in college football and Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban. In preparation for this game, I'm always reading stuff. I'm always reading, I'm talking, always reviewing, thinking things through. And I came across an article which featured 12 SEC coaches, analysts, and scouts and the gist of the story was that Saban, with a month of preparation, was going to outcoach Michigan and win the game. By the way, all of the sources remained anonymous, which I thought was weak. I mean, all of them in the story, anonymous. If you say something, put your name on it. I do. It's how I roll. It's fair. Anyway, uh, first of all, my opinion, with all due respect, and I mean that, on uh, Nick Saban and, and, and Jim Harbaugh, for that matter, Nobody's out coaching anybody in this game. Both are going to be bringing their best. These are a couple of the two best coaching staffs in the country. This game is going to come down to fundamentals and execution, uh, and it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a, just almost who's stronger, just a smashy in the mouth football game. We'll talk about that. Um, look, I'm not going to look the other way in regards to Saban and winning six national titles. He's been the most dominant force in college football ever since he left the Dolphins for Tuscaloosa. I'm not going to argue that at all. And he's gotten a lot of other really good SEC coaches fired because Saban has raised the bar so high nobody else can meet it. So athletic directors fire their coaches and hire another guy. Can you get to Saban? Can you beat Alabama? Kirby Smart's had a little bit of success here in the past couple of years, but nobody else can reach him. And I will say this year was probably one of Nick Saban's best coaching efforts since he's been to Alabama. Look, they look a lot different now than they did in September. In September, they weren't particularly good. Uh, they were beat soundly by double figures at home against Texas early on. By the way, a Texas team they could see in the national championship. Both teams are in the semifinals. Could be a rematch there, maybe. But Michigan fan, let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope Alabama doesn't get past Michigan. Well, one thing about Alabama's 10-point loss to Texas is they really got beat down in the trenches, right, in the nitty-gritty of the game. Well, guess what Michigan's number one strength is? The trenches. 
offensive line play, defensive line play. There's nobody better in the country than Michigan. Not at all. Now, granted, Alabama has improved a lot since that loss to Texas and a lot of different areas. And their biggest improvement has been at quarterback. Jalen Milrow is just an athlete. He really, out of Katy, Texas, watched him play. Didn't look like he was ready for prime time at the beginning of the season. I don't think too many people would argue with that, but he's such a pure athlete and he has gotten better and he has developed. And there was a point of the season after the Texas game, he got benched and they got put back in. He's been just a different player. And look, if Michigan pushes people around at the line of scrimmage, Milrow has the ability to ad lib. Milrow is like, look at my first option. Look at my second option. Not there. Okay. Take off. Boom. And he's pretty hard to stop when he gets running outside. Um, again, speed, athleticism. In fact, I think he'll be the biggest threat that the Michigan defense will have seen all year. He's it. He's the best. But here's the thing. If some locked-on Big Ten podcaster can realize that this is going on, I'm pretty sure Jim Harbaugh and his defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, could see Milrow on tape too. That's what they're spending all their time on these weeks leading up to this game. I mean, they got a month to figure out how to contain Milrow and and try to make him beat Michigan through the air by passing the ball. And I don't think he can do that. Plus, Alabama's got a freshman at left tackle who's gotten better throughout the year, but that old line has given up 43 sacks on the season. That's the second most in the SEC, and that's double what Alabama gave up last year. It's very un-Alabama-like, to be sure. Something else about Alabama that sways in Michigan's favor the tide doesn't have its usual group of Heisman running backs and Heisman wide receivers. This isn't a prototypical Alabama football team. They got, they've got good players. Don't get me wrong. They don't have that super extra elite level person that can really change a game. At least I don't think so. Michigan might be able to crowd the line a little bit with its potent uh, front seven up front, maybe bog things down a little bit. And again, while they're busy doing that, Maybe that's where Milrow can run around on the outside on him from the quarterback position. Another interesting area to look at is Alabama's secondary on defense. And you Big Ten people who haven't watched it, that's about as good as it gets when you look at a secondary. Their, their corners at Alabama are spectacular. Terrion Arnold led the AC, uh, SEC with five interceptions this year. And Kool-Aid McKinstry, yes, his name is Kool-Aid, um, he, uh, he's going to be a, a first round NFL pick as well. So I don't know when I'm looking downfield, I, you know, JG McCarthy doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but I don't know if they're going to burn anybody down there as well. And I've always talked about how Michigan has really good receivers and tight ends, but they don't have the speed and athletic ability to take the top off a of defense. They're, they're good. Like possession guys, uh, Roman Wilson, is as good as it gets when you get in the red zone and finding the end zone. There's no question. But I don't know if he's going to blow past anybody. They have to be very strategic about it. And, you know, let's not forget Michigan's running attack with Blake Corum behind that offensive line. Of course, Zach Zinter hurt. I, I got a month to figure that out uh, with the offensive line. But that still is the strength of the Michigan football team going into this football game. Look, bottom line is I think that this game – is either going to be won by Michigan in between the tackles, in the trenches, or it's going to be won by Alabama with their quarterback running on the outside. It's that simple. I don't think you have to get too crazy with X's and O's or who's going to do what or the ebb and flow of the game. I think it'll come down to those two things. 
Is Michigan successful just running it, smash mouth football, or does Alabama kind of break the game loose on the outside with their QB? Very simple game plan, I think. So, no, I don't think these coaches are going to outcoach each other. It's whoever can execute what we just talked about that's going to come out on top, win this game, and get into the national championship game against either Texas or Washington. So, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, nobody's out coaching anybody. They're both going to go at it pretty hard. And for the record, uh, the Vegas sports books, they don't think Harbaugh is going to be out coached either. As a matter of fact, the line moved from minus one to now Michigan, a, a minus two, two point favorite in this game, depending on what sports book you like to use. We like to check out the fan duel numbers, by the way. And uh, as of today, I agree. I think this is going to be a one score game going right down to the wire, 23 to 20. We're going to talk about this game. We got plenty, plenty more time after the end of the holidays to, to talk about this. But that's my that's my thumbnail version of this. I'd love to hear your comments on it as well. You can hit me up at Twitter or X at Talk Big Ten Number Ten. Our website has everything we do. If you want to go to TalkBigTen.com Number Ten, and of course on YouTube as well. So that's Michigan on the football field. Michigan off the football field. The NCAA investigation against Michigan is starting to make some progress. Which one? Good question, because there's a couple of them going on. We'll have the details. Plus, Northwestern goes bowling in the Las Vegas Bowl versus the Utah Utes. That's Saturday. We'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at all the bowl games coming up eventually, but this is the first one coming up. We'll check all that out in one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Game time. Maybe you're going to go to one of these bowl games. Maybe you're going to go to a college basketball game. It doesn't matter. Whatever you go to, if it requires a ticket, game time can get you there. Uh, they are. Uh, it's a great app to help you buy tickets to any event you could possibly think of. they got killer deals, uh, easy way to find tickets to everything you want to go to. They have images of the seats that you're about to buy tickets for. Camera shot, show you what your view is going to be. They got the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. They offer everything. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, absolutely everything you can think of. Uh, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps on the phone, and you're good to go. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to be digging around for an email or anything. So you can snag these tickets. Um, and I find buying tickets stressful if I'm the guy that has to do it. You know, and you want to go to an event, somebody's got to buy them, but it's not stressful with this. So just download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem uh, the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to thank everybody 
for always tuning in every day. You everydayers out there, thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe on YouTube if that's how you watch us. Subscribe down below for free or however you get this podcast. Share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. That's what we ask of you. That really helps us out. Plus, word of mouth. Tell your friends about us, especially if they're Big Ten alum. Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. All right, so Michigan received formal notice from the NCAA over its alleged recruiting violations. For those of you that may have lost track between the investigations and things that are going on, this is stemming from the improper contact with recruits during that COVID shutdown period a few years ago, or as we like to call it, Burger Gate. The NCAA hates it when we say that, but that's what we say. And in and of itself, that would be proven to be a level two violation, which would just be maybe some scholarship reductions, maybe recruiting limitations. But the NCAA believes, at least we are led to believe, they think Harbaugh was not truthful and forthcoming when uh, they investigated that story or that uh, that event. And so, therefore, if that would be proven to be a um, level one violation, which could result in suspensions. Well, a suspension, which Michigan tried to circumvent or at least minimize by doing their self-imposed three-game suspension. This was the one at the beginning of the season and hoped that the NCAA wouldn't suspend them for more than that, although they might. Um, so, And that was also Harbaugh, the three. And then, remember, Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator, got one game for that as well. Those were the self-imposed ones by Michigan. So Michigan now knows what uh, it's going up against. So uh, none of this is new. It's just that the uh, NCA, the formal part of their investigation is complete. Michigan now knows what they think, the NCA thinks, and now Michigan will have 90 days to respond. This will take you right up to spring football if you look at the calendar. And you know, look, the NCA could say that Harbaugh needs to serve more suspension time, or they could say that his three-game suspension that's a start the season last year was enough. Maybe. Time served. Call it a day. Move on. That'd be best case scenario for Michigan at this point. Um, and again, this is all separate from the Spygate investigation that's going on where Harbaugh was suspended by the Big Ten, the final three games of the season. That's still that investigation's still going on. So uh, we'll figure this out. And at least I think Jim Harbaugh knows what he's up against at this point. Maybe that enters into his head a little bit about whether he stays at Michigan or wants to just say the heck with this. I can't win with the NCAA. I'm out of here. I'm going to the NFL. All that is on the table right now as he's getting ready to take on Alabama. And it's been amazing with all of this going on. Still finished the season 13-0 and so far. Three straight Big Ten titles. Getting to play Alabama in the semifinal and a shot at the national championship after the Rose Bowl January 1. It's been remarkable. Speaking of bowls, let's do a little bowling here. Let's, uh, let's go to Las Vegas Bowl. That is Saturday. It's going to feature the eight and four Utah Utes versus the seven and five Northwestern Wildcats. Stop right there. The seven win Northwestern Wildcats. Been a while since anybody said that. After a one win season, the season before, and of course, a nationally publicized hazing scandal throughout the summer, brought the program down to its knees. Not one person on earth would have predicted just a few months ago that this Northwestern team would be a seven-win team playing in a bowl game. Nobody. No, if they say they did, they're lying. Absolutely nobody. The scandal along the way, of course, cost 17-year head coach Pat Fitzgerald his job. 
And you remember David Braun had just been brought on to be the new defensive coordinator and try and fix the defense up a little bit. He didn't have time to unpack his bags really before arriving. And uh, from going going from defensive coordinator now to interim head coach through all this as he was thrust into the spotlight. But the school did the right thing, too. It rewarded him with a multi-year contract and took the interim off of his title and made him the head coach after all this. And he was also named the Big Ten Coach of the Year. It is a remarkable story. I mean, you almost wouldn't believe the script. Something you could make a movie about. It's one of the great stories of the year. Braun, by the way, is the first Wildcats coach to win five or more games in his first season since Walter McCornack in 1903. The great Walter McCornack. It's a long time ago, 120 years ago. So the Wildcats come into this game with pretty decent defense. They only allowed 192 yards per game, although they occasionally could be prone to being gashed for the run, by the run. Uh, but their secondary and their linebackers are pretty good. Offensively, the Wildcats were led by quarterback Ben Bryant. He threw 11 touchdowns and six interceptions this year. The offensive line been a little porous here and there. They gave up 48 sacks on the season. Uh, look for running back Cam Porter to get a lot of carries in this game. Utah, on the other hand, they've had stability with their coaching staff for sure. Uh, but they were hammered by the injury bug. Lots of And Cam Rising was hurt in the Rose Bowl last year and never got back onto the field to play quarterback this year. Now, the good news for him is he'll be back next year. He'll be been gone a full year, and then how many months the offseason is. It's been a really, really long haul. It'll be a year and a half in between snaps for him when you really think about it. But um, his backup, Brian Barnes, watched a few of their games this year. This is about as scrappy as a scrappy quarterback can be. He's the definition of a scrappy player. Really uh, fun to watch, actually. Now, there might be an opportunity for Northwestern to win this game, I think, based on all the injuries that Utah has. Uh, in addition to that, they have 15 players that have entered the transfer portal. So they're out. They're not here. That's a lot. That is a lot. They got uh, four and maybe five guys now that will sit out this game because they're going to get ready for the NFL draft and they don't want to get hurt. So you got 15 in the portal. You got five guys getting ready for the NFL uh, you got a lot of guys that were injured. There's not there's not too much left here. And this is a problem with a lot of teams playing bowl games this time of year. But um, it's going to be pretty tough. And there's another side story that David Braun, once upon a time, being a young coach already, uh, he's got a lot of respect for Kyle Whittingham. One, um, a couple of years ago, he attended a professional coaching developmental seminar held by the Utah staff. And he says that he models a lot of what he does when he was thrust in and had a take over the whole program as the interim head coach. He remembered a lot from the, the coaching camp at uh, Whittingham held at Utah. And he says he implements a lot of what he learned there. He says, he's not sure if Whittingham knows that about him, but he shared it with the media. So he probably knows it now. Got a lot of respect for him. So we'll see if David Braun can turn some of that knowledge into a win. And we here at lockdown big 10, of course, say good luck to the Wildcats in that one. Also, I'll take a moment to talk about some, Collateral fallout from Nebraska and their big flip this week of landing five-star Dylan Rayola, the quarterback who is committed to Georgia. Huskers quarterback Chubba Purdy now says that he will enter the transfer portal. He says you know, he feels like there's no future for him there, right? Uh, he's the brother of 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy uh, before going to Nebraska. Purdy spent two years at Florida State for just a little bit. 
and uh, played in four games there too before he played uh, more so in the second half later in the season for Nebraska this past season. He was a big part of the three quarterbacks that they were rotating in there that Matt Rule used at Nebraska. Again, mostly uh, Purdy got most of his chance later in the year. Showed a few moments of flashes, but all three of the quarterbacks this year struggled at Nebraska, and that's why uh, they really did well to go get Dylan Rayola to come in there as the five-star, and we're probably going to start right away. I also want to tell you, we're going to have our picks coming up in a second, but I want to tell you that uh, Locked On, in case you haven't seen yet, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's on 24-7, covers the top sports stories of the day with the local experts on Locked On, plus also our national shows covering every single league, including Locked On Big Ten. We're on there. It's another place to get us. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Check it out. So first, subscribe here. All right, you're here. Subscribe. It's free. You're in our Big Ten Club. Then you can go there and subscribe. Have them both. You'll be really locked on. All right. So um, we got a mixture of picks coming up. It's kind of a, you know, it's Christmas weekend. We're slowing down a little bit. We'll uh, we'll pick the bowl game for Northwestern. Handful of basketball games, and that'll get us into the holiday. And we'll be right back at it uh, going next week. And all these bowl games that have come up with the Big Ten teams leading up to the Rose Bowl with Michigan going against Alabama. So we'll uh, have a very busy week. We'll go bowling. A lot of bowl talk next week right here on Locked On Big Ten. But we'll have our picks. That's all coming up in just one minute. Hang around for that here on Locked On Big Ten. FanDuel. It's awesome and it's fun and everybody's doing it. As the weather gets colder here at wintertime, now we're finally officially into winter, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Uh, that's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action than now. It's a very easy-to-use app. It's laid out, very easy to read and figure out. You can do a bunch of things. You can do money line. That's just winners and losers. You don't have to worry about point spreads there's a certain value attached to that of course uh you do have point spreads if you want player props over unders i got everything i'll give you a couple of hot tips going into the weekend here uh first of all sunday the jaguars are taking on the buccaneers now buccaneers kind of had disappeared in the first half of the season just kind of winning enough games to hang on jacksonville was red hot well things have changed right now as we're into december when it's crunch time Jaguars have lost three straight. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been in concussion protocol all week. And uh, the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, they've been red hot lately. They've won three in a row. Jags lost three in a row. Bucks have won three in a row. Bucks are three-point favorites at home. I like them. I like the Bucks in this game. And also uh, Monday, Christmas Day, there's an NFL triple header for you to choose from, of course. But the Ravens are five-point underdogs at San Francisco. That's going to be a game. Some people might think that's a preview to the Super Bowl. I might be one of them that's included. Maybe, maybe. Uh, right now, yeah, San Francisco, five-point favorite at home against the Ravens. I like the Ravens. They're upset that they're an underdog. They want to go and show what everybody can do, uh, what they can do on the road. That is Christmas night, by the way. So, anyway, it is easy to use. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the rest of the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner, 
of the NFL. All right, so let's take a look. We got our picks, right? One football game and four basketball games to get us through the holiday weekend here. So let's put them on the screen. If you're listening on audio only, we'll have them up here. I will describe what we have. It's pretty simple. And uh, our uh, fan line, uh, fan duel betting lines here. Uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, Utah at Northwestern. Utah is or not at versus Northwestern, neutral site. Utah is a six and a half point favorite in this game. And I think I laid out a case for you just a moment ago. You got uh, 15 players in the portal, five players, good players, not in the uh, in the game because they're getting ready for the NFL draft. I don't know that Utah has enough ability in this game. Northwestern, I'm taking Northwestern. Win or lose, uh, Northwestern will keep it inside a six and a half. That's what I think. What do you think? That's how I'm going to go. So I'm going to put it to put it on the line there. Northwestern, a winner in this game on Saturday. Let's look at the basketball slate. We got four Big Ten teams in action this weekend. Chicago State is at Wisconsin. I do like Wisconsin. However, a warning to Badger fans. Chicago State, they beat Northwestern a few days after Northwestern knocked off number one Purdue. Watch out for them. Don't take them lightly. Wisconsin. Uh, we'll should win that game, but uh, look out. I will take Maryland cautiously over UCLA. Uh, I remember, uh, so Ohio State beat UCLA in a game last week where Ohio State was at one of 13 or one of 15. They missed a bunch of three pointers, I think they missed 12 three pointers in that game and still beat UCLA. So, Maryland, if you can hit any shots, I'm going to take you to beat UCLA. All right. I'm also going to take the Fighting Illini. They've been ranked here through the preseason. Um, they uh, they got Missouri. I'm going to take the Fighting Illini. And Mississippi is at Rutgers. Rutgers at home is going to grind them. A little defense here. And I'm going to take Rutgers in this game. So, again, for the bowl game, give me Northwestern to win outright, I think, uh, against Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. I'm going to take Wisconsin over Chicago State. I will take UCLA over Maryland. I will take Illinois over Missouri. And I will take Rutgers over Mississippi in the weekend's action. All right? There you have it. So uh, those are the, the final picks before the Christmas holiday that we'll have here on Locked on Big Ten. All right, let's see here. Now, um, before we go, I want to, again, remind you uh, a couple of things. First of all, there is uh, there are many ways for you to get a hold of me. Twitter, X, Talk Big Ten, number 10, YouTube uh, with the comments, and, of course, our website, TalkBigTenNumber10.com. So check us out there. And also, I'm asking, if you haven't done it already, please subscribe down below. And it just helps us out. It gets you in our Big Ten club, and uh, it, it uh, gets the word out there that we're out there. It helps us very much. Growing leaps and bounds. We started in late June. We inherited like 1,200 subscribers. We just hit 5,500 today. Thank you. Thank you, all that. But if you haven't done it, join in. Uh, subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your uh, favorite podcast app, no matter how you get us. And share us, whether it be word of mouth or physically sharing us on a computer would be great. Uh, would be very That could be your Christmas gift to me. Share us, word of mouth, Lockdown Big Ten. And you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And one more reminder. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is what it's called. It's here for you 24-7 covering 
the sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. That includes this show, Locked On Big Ten, will air on that channel too uh, as well. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. Got a big week next week with all the bowls going on. Uh, I think on our next one, we'll do a little, we'll do a little Santa Claus stuff. Some, some Christmas wishes for your favorite big 10 team. I think we'll have some fun with all of that. In the meantime, uh, during this holiday season, uh, my very best to you. I hope you have a great Christmas or whatever you celebrate. And thank you very much for checking us out. And I can't wait till we meet again, uh, for locked on big 10. I'm Craig Scheman. Thanks for checking us out.